You're listening to The People's Wrestling Podcast with your host, Ali Bunker. Hello and welcome to another episode of The People's Wrestling Podcast. Of course, I am your host, Ali Bunker, and I'm joined this week by Aiden Bunker. Aiden, how are you? I am hot and sweaty. Hot and sweaty. We've got the fan on. We've got... Well, you're basically naked, which <laughs> I know is a lovely picture for all of our listeners. Um, we're also joined this week by Matt Bumby. Matt, over the phone, how are you? Hot. Oh, it's hot. I think that's the, uh, the, hot. the general theme we're getting. It's muggy. It's muggy. It's, it's, it's bloody hot. Um, although it's fucking muggy. It's not actually that hot, out, is it? I mean, we're talking like 23 degrees. It's not. It's just. I don't know what it is. It's. You were Sticky. just cooking. You were cooking when I well, just finished I was cooking, cooking when I came in, so it's very hot in here. Could you smell what I was cooking? <laughs> no. no, I think it looked some sort of uh, Chinesey dish. Not at all. It was turkey mi- uh, turkey meatballs. Turkey meatballs um, with rice. With rice. Turkey um, meatballs and rice. Bolognese. I could be asked to make pasta, mm. and um, some mixed veg. Oh, fair enough. And next on cooking with the PWP, Matt, what did you have for dinner? I had chicken thighs and vegetables. Oh, I had um, veggie spagbon. Well, that's getting all our vegetables in today. <laughs> yeah, I did like a, I did a uh, tray bake. A tray bake, eh? Lovely. A trake. Um, wow. Thanks for joining us on uh, Cooking with the PRP. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, right, let's crack on then. So, um, news from the wrestling world this week. Um, Enzo Amore is a dick. Well, I mean... Is that news? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just a just an update. <laughs> yeah, we've seen this this video going around with Enzo and Joey Janela at a Blink One Eight Two concert. I know. Right. I mean, how how nineties can you get? Well, also, like, I can't imagine Enzo being a Blink One Eight Two fan. At first, I was convinced. I haven't actually watched the video, but I've heard the story a couple of times, and I was convinced it must be a work. Um, apparently, it's not. Well, you never know these days, do you? Never know. But apparently not. Um, just a bit of an altercation although from what I can see Enzo's posting like half a video uh, which seems to show Joey Janela backing off a little bit um, but then cuts conveniently when he doesn't he stops backing off (laughs) (laughs) Joey Janela described it as the worst fist fight of all time Um, whether there was one or not I don't know but you know it's Twitter at the end of the day you can do what you want with Twitter and you don't have to tell the truth just ask Donald Trump (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure he's willing oh. to answer our questions. Welcome to yeah, politics with PWP. <laughs> what do you think the P's in PWP stood for? <laughs> politics with people. Podcasters. <laughs> there you go. There we go. Right, so moving on from that then. Any other news we wanted to discuss? I can't think of anything really massive in the world of wrestling this week. From uh, in a kayfabe, no, lack of kayfabe point of view. Um, no, I think the, bi- the the biggest piece of news so far is that Drake Maverick still yet to consummate his marriage. <laughs> yeah, and... Um, Going back to a conversation that we, well, a, a message that you sent a few weeks ago, I now concur. Drake Maverick's wife is extremely attractive. Told you. Um, especially in a white dress, very yes. tight white dress. Um, happy Valentine? No, probably not. <laughs> that sounds like perving. <laughs> perving with podcasters, yeah. <laughs> so, well, uh,. Well, we, we, we thought we'd have a little bit of a different approach to this week's show. Raw and Smackdown the last couple of weeks, right? Pretty good. But in fact, I'd verge on saying they actually have been very good. Um, 
Well, parts of. Parts not so much. But um, now, obviously, the news coming out of the... Parts not so much the kind of equivalent to parts unknown. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, it's more of a inclusive version of parts unknown, so people can go there, but it's still a little bit exclusive. Is that like the weight version? Like your opponent is three hundred pound and you're parts not so much. <laughs> no, um, Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman. Obviously, the big news coming out of WWE the last few weeks has been the uh, the job roles created for them and the, the new direction that they would be taking. Presumably, be taking the creative part of WWE in. Do you reckon they had to interview? No. Could well, you imagine? <laughs> get Eric Bischoff in for an interview again? Yeah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> No, I can't imagine that they did. Um, so why do you want to work here? <laughs> why do you want to leave your current employer? <laughs> oh, right, sorry, you don't have one. Where do you see yourself in five years' time? Shit interview question. you know what the shittest interview question I ever had was? What? It was some sort of, like, there's no real right answer. Oh, there was it, But it was like, if you're if you're in a hot air balloon and there's uh, run out of gas and you're plummeting to the earth or something... <laughs> And um, you're in there with like your commercial manager, your finance director, like your um, HR director, and yourself, and you have to reduce the amount of weight in the hot air balloon. Who do you throw out the hot air balloon first? And then, and then they would they would count down. They were like in, out loud. They'd be like twenty, nineteen, eighteen. I was just like, I don't know. And I think I ended up saying commercial. I'd probably at least start with like I'd look for other things to throw out to reduce the weight. I don't know, but you know, have you had the one that Google use? No. If you're shrunk down to size of a five p, and then stuck in a blender, and then that blender gets turned on, how do you get out? <laughs> Blended. <laughs> um, how do you get out? You Google it. <laughs> so apparently that's one of that's one of their, their things, and apparently there is a right answer. What climb out? What with the blades going? Oh, it gets turned on. All oh, right, I see. Yeah, well, um, just rest at the bottom. Just make sure no, don't, they don't put the lid on. How are you can do that? Your size of five p. I'd ask them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I just stay at the bottom until the motor ran out. Yeah, but the blades are at the bottom, aren't they? Yeah, but you can still go underneath them, can't you? Probs. I don't know, man. The weirdest question that I've ever had from an interview was, um, if you could be on the cover of any magazine, what would it be? Hmm. And you said? I said, I don't know. That's some podcast industry. <laughs> I was like, um, probably something like Rolling Stone or something. And they went, oh, I, I didn't expect that answer out of someone from my tea. I was like, firstly, I'm not in IT. I'm not in IT. <laughs> Secondly, I might work with software and computers and stuff, but I literally don't give a shit about them. <laughs> I couldn't care. I, 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 I don't know about the best PCs or the best consoles and all that kind of stuff. I don't care. My laptop is probably very corrupted and virus. <laughs> yeah. But Well, with all the stuff you watch. With, with all the podcast Mucky information. Mucky <laughs> um, with I'm alone. Um... But yeah, so it was just an odd kind of threw me a bit, and then my answer threw him. So that's what you get for asking a stupid question, <laughs> Gary. <laughs> another one I had was, um, and this has gone off topic, but one other one I had was if if you were to be arrested for one thing, what would it be? <laughs> Being too good. <laughs> I was, yeah, but, <laughs> I think I just said probably protesting. 
I was like, what sounds innocent enough but mean like makes me good like look good. Yeah. I think it's like an unlawful protest. D- defending oh, myself against the attacker. Yeah. I don't think you're asked against the law if I'm honest like that. Because you would have gone down a long time ago. <laughs> You'd be on a life <laughs> sentence by now. <laughs> I'll be doing hard time. Yeah. Um, speaking of hard times. I, I was hoping you were going to go with that. <laughs> um, I didn't quite know where I was going to go. WWE in 2019. Well, yeah, exactly. That was where I was going to go. WWE in a... Probably I'll extend it into 2018 as well. Um some tough times, some hard times for WWE creatively. Hard um, Financially, on the other hand, things seem to be going swimmingly. Um, so there doesn't seem to be a direct correlation between quality of product and financial success, which is a revelation. Um, but that may be about to change. And, you know, we might be reading too much into this. As far as we're aware, Heyman and Bischoff have had nothing to do with the last two Roars and Smackdowns. But I'd be very surprised if Heyman hasn't been involved in the last couple of Raw episodes. Yeah, Heyman especially. I don't know. Bischoff, it felt very Bischoffy Smackdown this week. Well, I mean, it was certainly... There were, we'll get on to what parts we, I think we liked. And I think we can probably all agree on what parts of Smackdown we really liked this week. Um, but in terms, of, so in terms of Raw, so obviously last week we saw the explosive and you know shocking action between Strowman and Lashley. Um and there's a, like, although I'll come on to Bobby Lashley in a minute, but certain parts of Raw seemed to just, like, um, flow a bit better, and, and it was a bit more chaotic, and then the logic seemed to just be there, whereas before it's been completely absent. However, Bobby Lashley specifically, this seemed almost illogical, and I can't really figure out what they're doing with this. He's supposed to have sustained serious injuries. Born Strowman is supposed to have sustained multiple fractures and a ruptured spleen like um, how is Bobby Lashley competing on Raw next this week I think it's to um, to dis- display him as well, an unstoppable monster, monster even though he might be hurt he's got no eye um, yeah I know um, just weighing him down um, yeah even though he might be hurt um, there's no reason why he can't beat Rey Mysterio in 54 seconds. Well, um, great return, right? <laughs> Braun Strowman, on the other hand, how has this match been made official? How has he been medically cleared to compete? Yeah. If he ruptured his spleen last week and is nowhere to be seen this week, no. surely he can't be. Who signed that off? <laughs> Paul Heyman. And Alexa Bliss can barely get signed off for a match these days. Braun Braun barely shows up. One. A last man standing match, no less. Maybe Alexa and Braun were together this week. Maybe Team Little Big is a little, um, you know. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah, and the topic of Raw's being better and stuff. I've always found in the past when I've said that either Raw or SmackDown felt better than the previous week, it would be because of things like it flowed better or it had a bit more sense of urgency. Didn't start with a promo. Didn't start with a promo. Um, and yeah, just they tend to have a bit more sense of urgency, I think. Um, which we've saw on both shows uh, lately. Um, it's just good. It, it both the start to what was the start this week on Raw? This was a, it was a match, wasn't it? It was oh, Becky, it was Becky and all that. The, yeah. the start to SmackDown this week was exactly what it should have been. Is how is how you start a show. Is that it just felt chaotic and unpredictable. Emphasis on the KO. Hey. Um, 
and yeah it just it was just like wow I have no idea what's going to happen yeah. let's watch the rest and see yeah exactly um, when they lay out the format of the show based on like this is your match and then the main event's going to be this it's like okay well um, now I can sense that nothing like, surprising is going to happen so why do I have to watch it now the best thing about Smackdown this week was no two out of three falls matches oh my god they've been doing my nuts. there was actual wrestling during the commercial break yeah that was last week to be fair um, but that's because whenever I watch it on my phone, you can see. You the can see screen. the little window, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you can see the wrestling on Raw. We had, a, we did have another two out of three falls match, didn't we, on Raw? Another two out of three falls match. We had a really weird, confusing mixed tag elimination oh, yeah, match. That didn't work. So as much as we're praising no praising a lot of what Raw uh, was and has been the last couple of weeks, they still had their odd crazy moments. And I was talking about the logic. I think in some of the match. Like in the uh, stipulation making of the matches, there wasn't a lot of logic. Now, how can you have a mixed tag elimination match, and then just yeah. have Becky stand on the yeah. on the apron? Why couldn't she just be outside? Because even the commentators had to be like, "Well, she's not part of the match," yeah. so it just made Becky look like an idiot. And they were like, "This now is a one-on-one match, effectively." Well, no, it is. It's literally <laughs> a one-on-one match. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I this whole no wrestling during commercial break things. Seems like um, a bunch of suits. bullshit. Like high up executives from probably a television network yeah. who don't understand what wrestling is. Yeah, they don't want to be giving wrestling away for free. Yeah, and like there's an audience there. It's not just a TV show. Yeah, exactly, and I think that's what they're missing. Um, and I feel like if I was part of the audience, it would piss me off. Yeah. Because um, it pisses me off enough when. Uh, they, there's a match and two people are, are in the ring getting ready and then they go to a four minute advert break and come back and they still haven't started the match yeah, yet. Yeah. so you're just sitting watching these people watching <laughs> things on the t- on <laughs> yeah, time yeah we had that in New York didn't we um, yeah a lot so now you've got matches constantly being restarted or there's two out of three falls which they can never use ever again as a, as a major stipulation no, know, because they've, they've bastardised it like two out of three fall, falls matches were so rare but it, it just because it was rare, it made it one of my favourite match types. It's the rubber match. Yeah, and now they're as good as three stages of hell. Now they just fucked it. We had like nine in three weeks. Yeah, something mental. Like, Way too many. It's like multiple on one show. Yeah. Uh, like at first, it seemed to be like every match that Shane would make, it would be a thing, and then you think, oh, it's just Shane being great. He's going, he's losing his mind. Um, but no, but no, it's well, just, it may, it's just randomly like, oh, here's a six-man tag match. Let's just make it a two out of three falls. <laughs> what? I don't. Surely they can come up with a better way of not wrestling in the ad breaks. Like maybe have someone fake an injury and they have to stop the match, and then I don't know. Like every week though. though well, yeah. yeah, or just wrestle during fucking. Ad yeah, break. or, or don't no schedule matches <laughs> when you know there's going to be an ad break. Oh, have less. I don't know. Or make them longer, but have less of them. Less matches. No, less ad breaks, but longer ones. I don't know if they can control that. Ah, oh, who knows? Don't know. Are you having a laugh? When we were in America, didn't you see how quickly they went into an ad break? Yeah. We were watching Friends, and there weren't even the uh, end trailers, and they were in an ad break. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, no, good, good things... I think of Raw and SmackDown have definitely outweighed the bad things for the last couple of weeks. Um, so what we, I guess what we wanted to talk about was where WWE have been in the last sort of year time, where they are now, and where we think they may be in the next sort of 
six months to a year based on Heyman and Bischoff's done purely from direction. a television standpoint, not anything to do with stocks and all that kind of shit. Oh no, I was going to get into a detailed stock financial conversation. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't. Okay, I don't have that knowledge. Yeah. I've tried. I don't understand the stock market. I just can't get it. Oh well, things go up and down. People get rich. People get poor. That's pretty much what happens. Um, so in the last year. WWE, so let's say from, I don't know, SummerSlam onwards, pretty much. Um, pretty much a downward spiral culminating in, obviously, the AEW stuff not helping in terms of fan reactions to things. AEW have kind of, without being direct competition, which, actually speaking, they are, but without being direct competition for WWE, they've maybe inadvertently raised the bar. Forced their hand. Um... And WWE had been struggling, I think, with, with people's exasperation with the product, people leaving to maybe to dedicate their time more to AEW, be that fans or wrestlers themselves. Um, tough time. Yeah, it appears that there now maybe is a bit less tolerance from fans yeah. um, regarding like how long they'll stick around for, what's good and what's not. You always see people say, I'm going to cancel my network and cancel my network, but there's been a fair amount of people actually doing that now. And have you seen the new offer they've got to basically get those people back? So um, this is only available for people like you who've cancelled your network subscription. You get the next three months for 99 cents. Okay. Even if it doesn't work, that's worth a gamble. (laughs) Three months worth of WWE programming. That, Sanctuary, they get like, yeah, it goes all the way up to um, Clash of Champions. Right, yeah, it includes Clash of Champions. So you get Extreme Rules, you get all the Evolve stuff that's going on at the weekend, um, takeovers, all the, everything you get on a network. Um, I think there's three pay per views, if not four, mm. um, all for 99 cents. Yeah, not bad, not a bad deal. If I can get it to work, I'll do it. Is that only for people who have cancelled then? Yeah. How do they, I guess, yeah. Fair enough. They'll have your record. Reactivate your subscription, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, fair enough. I might, I might give that a go. Um, even if I just have to watch it on my TV, <laughs> like a normal person. Um, okay, so yeah, SummerSlam onwards. So um, if we take a look back at SummerSlam last year, actually, because I think this is where things started maybe to take a bit of a turn. The SummerSlam, of Ronda. Well, SummerSlam, by all accounts, wasn't a bad event. Um, I don't remember SummerSlam. Well, we went to we watched MK11, MK11 before, didn't we? MK11. And, um, you know, it was obviously headlined. I say obviously. I'm going to check that. Roman and. Yeah. When it, was hot, it was headlined by Roman, Roman Reigns defeating Brock Lesnar. Now, a lot of people would say, oh, Roman winning again. Uh, what a surprise. But at the In time. In this instance, it was, yay! It was, yes, Roman, beats, <laughs> Roman wins. Finally beats Brock. Brock finally relinquishes the title. Um, and now, life happened well yeah so that's the point life happened life got in the way and Roman had to relinquish the universal title now I don't want to be like a sound like a Roman fanboy or anything but when Roman went away things took a turn for the worse yeah it, it, it got like worse a lot quicker than I think they thought it could yeah definitely there's just a lack of star power yeah, I mean, and as I think, war definitely took a it took an absolute dive, didn't it? 
Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I don't where think... Roman was when that was, that was pre-wild card era. Yeah, well, God, the wild card. I don't think um, that, for instance, um, I don't think the Saudi Arabia shows have helped fan opinion. In fact, I, I know they haven't. Um, and in fact, the quality of those shows as well has been a big... Um, well, it's a big no-no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the... Uh, <laughs> The um, and I could put Super Showdown in that from last year as well in Australia in that bracket as well because not so great, but um, you know I think fan opinion on WWE not from matters solely inside the ring has decreased steadily over the past year um, from an ethical point of view from a moral standpoint. Not that they've done tremendously bad things that but the countries they're now working and accepting money from not so great. Bloody Australia. Yeah, God, evil Australians. Um, but Brock winning the title back at a Saudi Arabia show over Braun Strowman with help from Baron Corbin, like that is a shit. Storm. In the same night that Shane McMahon somehow managed to win a tournament he wasn't in. Yeah, that is a shitstorm, isn't it? Yeah, that's never going to go down. A storm well. of ruin for like especially that particular pay per view, which came just weeks after the whole controversy. Yes. Sound yeah, controversy, exactly. not even WWE related. Yeah, unrelated, but pretty bad. Um, but to be fair, if they'd have put it on Strowman, they could have. That could have been a success. I think, I, I think it was. That was the time they needed to do that. Oh, yeah, because. But I don't know if they had the trust in Strowman at the time, and I still don't think they do. I don't think they ever will, to be honest. I've heard, I've always had reports that he's apparently his own worst enemy backstage. Yeah, um, and he's come, he's come so that. close over the years. He's he's had his initial feud against Brock. He's had things against Roman. Yeah, and then he had that one against Brock again. Where he, that should have been the one. He had the triple threat with Brock and Kane. He's had the triple threat with Brock and Kane. He had the fatal four way at SummerSlam the year prior. So he's had his opportunities, and every time he gets close and he's got the fan support, they pull the rug out from under you. Yeah. Um. So, poor Adam. Or is that long-term storytelling? A bit long, though. <laughs> this is a bit long. I think they had to pull the plug on Braun, and and you know, I'm not saying that that would have made a huge difference to people's perception of WWE right now, but it would have just been something different at least. Other than putting the title back on Braun. Personally, I understand why they put thing, why they put the title on Braun. He is a legitimate, like, tough guy. He brings legitimacy to the WWE, and it would it would make sense to have him as your champion, being that he's a big name and he's you know legitimised the, the industry. But people were clearly fed up with it. People were turning the channel. But the thing is, nobody likes Brock Lesnar. Like WWE fans don't like Brock Lesnar, and UFC fans fucking hate Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah, but I think WWE and UFC as companies love Brock Lesnar. Oh yeah. Vince money, McMahon and Dana people, White. Well, people yeah, will say make they shit tons of money. Well, people will say they hate Brock Lesnar, but people will pay to see him. People see to get him uh, and buy his t-shirts. Yeah, and pay to see him get his ass kicked. Well, is the old um, yeah. adage. Uh, be that as it may, people are still providing money to WWE and UFC. Not so much UFC now. In fact, the latest comments from Dana White suggested that Brock Lesnar's finished with the UFC. Um, and now he's signing a new deal with the WWE, but that remains to be seen. It's all showmanship these days, isn't it, on both accounts? Um, but, you know, I think uh, going back to SummerSlam, Brock losing to Roman, then winning it immediately, pretty much after. Not a good look. We have Ronda Rousey, who um, has such a hot star 
uh, in WWE. For whatever reason, the fans turned on her. By the time she won the because she wasn't Becky Lynch. By the time she won the title, no one wanted her to win the title, pretty much. Um, and then obviously, yeah, the Becky stuff happened. So, and that happened at SummerSlam. Becky, Becky yeah, turn. Becky turn happened at SummerSlam. It was more the uh, the build to Survivor Series, wasn't it? That was the uh, the catalyst. Yeah, I think up until SummerSlam, it was it was largely all right for Ronda. There was there'd be people who were upset about how quickly she was getting pushed and stuff like that. Um, but I think for a large part, people were so happy to see her win. Yeah, and I think um, it was. I think WWE. I think when we got to the stage where Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey were your respective Universal and Raw Women's Champions, for whatever reason, I understand the Brock bit, the Ronda bit not so much. I mean, Ronda was was over. Um, the once you get to that stage, people just. Begin, began massively to shit on the product. It's because now, people go, oh, they, they're telling us to like Ronda. We don't want to like Ronda. Exactly. She hasn't earned it. Match driven off again. <laughs> Fucking motorbike. She hasn't earned it or uh, what? some shit like that. She's Ronda Rousey at the end of the day. Yeah. She can do what she wants and she'll make you like it. I'd be concerned if she wasn't the champion of that women's division. Um, not to say that she should have been unbeatable because she's not. Um... So yeah, the Becky Lynch stuff, I think it was weird because the Becky Lynch story would have been, you know, and it was probably the biggest story arc throughout 2018 into 2019. Like from Survivor Series, pre-Survivor Series from to WrestleMania. Pre, Pre-SummerSlam really well, is when it, it really started. The build, but I can't imagine that they would have expected that kind of level of success with that nah. I don't think they were building towards Becky winning the uh, Raw and Smackdown Women's Championships at Wrestlemania when they had her defeating Naomi on Smackdown <laughs> nah. and running through the right squad or whoever it was uh, Iconics. both Iconics um, <clears throat> but that's where we got to and, and that felt the reason that felt good because it felt organic um, and that was probably the biggest success story of the last year for WWE um, now yeah, it seems, the fans are turning on that now. Well, that's what I mean. Now it seems that people have soured on that, um, and I would argue that maybe that says more about the fans than it does about WWE. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think uh, th- th- there's a lack of patience, uh, lack of decent attention span, at least. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't think that you could like the CM Punk. The title run. I don't think you could have that now because I think people would just get bored. Well, I mean, people got bored of AJ Styles. Shit on it. People got bored of AJ Styles being WWE champion when he was when he had the feud with Nakamura, obviously, and then with Samoa Joe, and um, they were bored of that. And you know, it's and then he lost to Daniel Bryan around Survivor Series, and we had an interesting Brock versus Daniel Bryan match. So. But um, you know, people got people started to shit on that as well, and I think. People now long term booking has now died. Well, it's a completely the fans different. All over it's it. a completely different mindset from the fans now. Like a new day held the title for five hundred and something days. Yeah, but I almost feel like fans would rather see a heel hold the title for a long time than a face. But then we get that with Brock, who's never around, and then that causes another problem. So I'm talking a heel who's actually there if you will. So what you're saying is we'll, we should stick it on Baron Corbin for a year. Yeah, or some other joke. Probably that one. I know which one I prefer. I won't divulge. Definitely Baron Corbin. 
Um, but don't get me started on the Baron Corbin fan reactions anyway. But um, So it's been an interesting... Well, no, get, get but, going on it. Go on. Say uh, what. Well, okay, we all Baron, feel, I think we all feel the same. The Baron Corbin stuff? Yeah. I think the guy is treated so, so unfairly by the WWE fan base. Solely based I do on as the well. fact... I think, he's, I think he's a good talent. Solely based on the fact that um, he was in a role in a management role on TV, which happened to coincide with a slide in, a massive slide in ratings, I think people began to just assume that it was all down to the fact that he was getting more screen time. But he really wasn't even getting that much more screen time. He wasn't even wrestling. Barely, anyway. Um, so, I, just, I don't really understand how they can... Like, okay, he's not the best worker in the WWE. Agreed. Um, he's not the he's most. Not the chari- he's not the most charismatic. Agreed. But in both of those two categories, he's by far better than average. <laughs> I think he's probably the the second best heel in WWE right now. In terms of fan reaction, in, yeah. In terms of true actual fan reaction, yeah. Second to probably only Shane McMahon. Oh yeah, oh yeah, probably. Good shout. Because <laughs> I mean, yeah, you... such a bizarre statement. I know. Because I mean, you've got your Samoa Joes and stuff like that, but he gets cheer, he gets good reactions. Um, but in terms of just people just disliking you, yeah, there's no one better than Baron and Shane at the moment. So I think so. A lot of and it's, again, a lot of this is down to social media and the anon anonymity behind um, social media, where you can say stuff, horrible, horrible things sometimes. Without any real consequence, um, but the Baron, the the threats and the the comments that Baron Corbin gets, not directly to him because people wouldn't do that because they're not brave enough, um, but you know about with regards to. And now I'm talking about this Will Osprey Seth Rollins argument that people have been having, which still seems to be raging between the public now, even though it's been settled and put to bed between Seth and Will themselves, but. Um, you know, Dave Meltzer put out a, a tweet about, um, I think it was a match that Will Ospreay had in the G1 and said that was a million times better than Baron Corbin versus Seth Rollins. And all of the comments were like, literally anything would be better than having Baron Corbin in a match. And I'm sorry, but if you were a WWE fan in the 90s, be that early 90s or even in the Attitude Era, which was great, but some wrestlers on that were shit. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yep. Baron Corbin is miles better than, let's say, I don't know, uh, Gilberg. We saw <laughs> Gilberg on the screen a lot during the Attitude Era. Better worker than Blue Meanie. Better worker than Tommy Dreamer. You know, all these people that we saw a lot of. And Baron Corbin is, is a million times more accomplished than that. He's also a legitimately a tough guy. He's a, a boxing he's a golden gloves winner and he's massive <laughs> and everywhere he goes he's their favourite son that's true my biggest my biggest problem with Baron Corbin is um, his attire why is he still wrestling in his shirt yeah, just take it off, or just put a, put one of your shirts on yeah. put, put a Baron Corbin merch shirt on yeah drum up a bit more attention so I, I get people probably don't like that but that's fine but that's no reason to, to want to turn the TV no, off on his arm I think that's a that's a definite Vince thing 
when people are going, oh, I hate it, and he's thinking, well, he's a heel. That's that's what he's there to do. Yeah, and I think that mentality is completely gone now amongst more casual, perhaps, and younger fans. Whereas, and not I'm not talking kid fans. I'm talking like young adult fans who, um, and probably not you, Aiden, because I feel like you have the same opinion as us. But like the opinion that okay, a heel is supposed to be booed is almost unheard of because you don't really get that in any other company now. Yeah, and I mean... You're not supposed to enjoy watching a heel do his thing. Yeah. There's only a few limited ones that you would, you know? The attire aspect of things. I don't know if it's because of maybe he just has that flabby belly. We don't even know he does anymore. And whenever he used to take his his old vest shirt off or whatever he used to wear, um, people would go, No! (laughs) So I don't know if it's literally just that. Maybe he's really insecure. Um... Just, again, just put a t-shirt on. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, in terms of heels getting booed, it, it doesn't happen anymore. I can't... Well, it does, but only, well, only because they have... There's only a very select few, yeah. and there's... If people go, if, if I don't... If I'm, I'm booing you because I don't like seeing you, yeah. not necessarily because I want the other person to beat you. Yeah. But that's what a heel is supposed to do. You're not. They're not. Their job is not to make you want to see them. Their job is to build up a face so that you can. You want to pay to watch the face in action against the heel and eventually beat them. That is their job. Like, yeah. That's you know that's that's what old heel old style heels would have done. Did anybody like imagine? Right in this day and age, if. Sergeant Slaughter was around now and he was an all-American like army guy and he turned heel and was an Iraqi sympathizer. So imagine now that let's say he was a um, all-American good guy and then he suddenly turned into I don't know a Saudi. <laughs> well, they're friends, aren't they? But like the equivalent, a Saudi sheik character sympathizer. Uh would people be booing and going, oh, boo, boo, I really want to see him lose? Or would they be like, WWE needs to be boycotted? Should, yeah, we should cancel Sergeant Slaughter. No more money, he should be fired. Whoever does, whoever wrote this storyline needs to be sacked. Well, I mean, people had those reactions. People said, um, whenever this guy comes on TV, turn your TVs off. Whenever he comes out and you're in the crowd, go to the merch stand or whatever. About Roman Reigns. Yeah. Purely just because... Oh, we don't. We don't he, he wins a lot. Not because <laughs> he was a controversial character that yeah. maybe they shouldn't have booked. It was just, yeah, they make him good in the ring. Yeah, he, he wins a lot. He's not the best wrestler in the world, and he wins all if the time. If we start turning off our TV sets or going to get drinks whenever he comes out, WWE will pay attention to us. How'd that work out? Yeah, no, it won't. But um, and all that does is make the environment toxic for everyone. Sami Zayn's right. But you saw how like quickly a crowd could change when we were in New York. Yeah. They brought out Seamus and Cesaro and what was the first thing that the crowd did? They shat all over it, beach balls out, booze, this is bullshit chance. AEW. AEW chance, yeah, I mean it was an ugly, ugly scene. It was almost uncomfortable to be at as well. In fact, it was yeah. definitely uncomfortable to be at. Whereas the previous night, WrestleMania, 
It was like, yeah, the bar, I fucking love the bar. Also, this is going to be a good tag match. WrestleMania was quite uncomfortable to be out, mainly because it was fucking freezing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least you had a fucking jacket on. Yeah, well, I was, I was smart enough to bring one, Matt. I feel like we've digressed from our episode plan. We have, you're been right. been on heels for a while. Um, but I, it's, it, all, it all factors into this, this um, current climate which we're in, which is everybody hates Baron Corbin, everybody hates Lacey Evans. And they're in the main event, so the whole of WWE must be shit. Not the case. If you don't like the main event, I'm sure there's plenty on the mid-card and the lower mid-card that will entice you in, you know? And I'm not going to lie to you. You, not you specifically, by you, I mean the crowd. The royal you. You wanted Rollins to beat Lesnar and be champion. That's what you got. You wanted Kofi to get put in the championship match and beat Daniel Bryan. That's what you got. Hmm. You wanted Becky to be in the main event of WrestleMania and beat Charlotte and Ronda. And you got that. And all three of them are still champions, although yeah. Becky lost one half of them. Hmm. They're all still champions three months down the line. Well, th- that champion is now Bailey. <laughs> yeah. Again, someone who people Which, were... during Money in the Bank, everyone went, yeah, fucking Bailey. But yeah. now it's like, oh, I don't really like Bailey. Yeah. Uh, I should probably give it to Alexa. <laughs> Even though she's on Raw. Even though everyone hates Alexa. She's won too many titles already. Um... So yeah, I mean, people go, oh, they don't listen to us, there's no point. And then you make your voices heard, and they go, yeah, right, we'll, we'll do that, even even if it might have been in the plan in the first place. Mm-hmm. They, go and get, they go ahead with what you want, and then you go, oh, Becky's really boring now, or uh, I think Kofi shouldn't be champion because he's not serious enough, yeah. or Seth's, Seth's really boring with the title. Get over it. You got <laughs> so, what you wanted. This is, this is the thing is with the, wrestling This fans. is the they short-sightedness, isn't it? They don't know what they want. Yeah, this is the short-sightedness. We want that now. That's why they don't That needs to happen us. now. If it's not happening now, Some, then I'm not happy. Something inside of me really hopes that Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans win at the weekend. <laughs> just imagine? because I think it will just be an absolute shitstorm. Well, I think... And that's why... That's part of the reason... Well, part of the reason I don't want them to win is that... that I don't want that toxicity, that, that toxic yeah. environment to overshadow what could potentially be a really great match. And then regardless of how good the following Raw will be, people aren't going to want to watch. Yeah. Especially if Baron and Lacey is the, the, the last scene you see on the, on the pay-per-view. Yeah. I don't know. I think part of me, want, part of me agrees with you, Matt. I want to see it. I'm intrigued. I want to see it. <laughs> I think there's some sort of morbid curiosity as to how shit could it be with the fans' reaction to that. Um, but also... And I think the story could... They could go with the story that one of them costs the other, and then that's the relationship. Yeah, but the, the problem we've got with that is these days, they would have to play that kayfabe in real life as well. And I just... Yeah. I just wouldn't work. I mean, I can't see, I can't see Baron and Lacey winning at the weekend, if I'm honest, but... Uh, I think story-wise, it would be a great story. Case in point of fan problems, around WrestleMania weekend, oh my God, Seth and Becky, they're together, Seth and Becky is going to be so great, Seth and Becky are together, now they're on TV, Seth and Becky are so <laughs> annoying, <laughs> so awkward. Now, to, to be fair, WWE perhaps don't help themselves no, in these situations. Themselves. Did you know they're in a relationship? They're I think, relationship, I, think I heard that Seth Rollins is Becky Lynch's boyfriend. Matt, did you know that they're, 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 in, a, they're in a real-life relationship, they keep saying, they're in a real-life relationship. No, I did. I did think I heard Michael Cole mention it. Yeah. Michael Cole can't get enough of it, the sick freak. <laughs> He's getting off on that, isn't he? Yeah. 
I mean, maybe that's that. Maybe that's, that's his one king. of his kings. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, I did kind of like the um, Corey Gray's interview with him. I don't know why he did that. Why? What's wrong with Charlie Caruso? I mean, she's a bit of a bitch. Now, <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with Charlie Caruso? <laughs> More Caruso, please. Or Sarah Schreiber, whatever her name is. Yeah, he did well, didn't he? Lasted about thirty seconds. <laughs> That's usually my routine. Hey. And we're in the gutter. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of a very brief overview of how we got to where we are today with the fan environment, the the sort of reactions to everything WWE put on. Let's face it, the last pay-per-view, um, Stomping Ground, really good. Decent. Money in the Bank, really good. WrestleMania, pretty good. Royal Rumble, really good. You know, we're talking a Becky really Lynch good... Becky won the Royal Rumble. I know. Seth Rollins won the Royal These are all things you wanted. <laughs> We're having a really good... Sh- and Finn Balor was in the Universal title match Finn against Brock Lesnar. Finn Balor was a good match. And Daniel he- Bryan's doing some of the best work of his career. Samoa Joe's being a bastard. And other things... Kevin Owens is getting back to where he should be. <laughs> and th- th- these are all really great things that are happening. But it's like, because Baron Corbin is in the main event, and Lacey Evans is in the main event, Everything and because is Shane has got this character, which, by the way, is supposed to piss you off... <laughs> Yep. Like now, everything in the WWE is shit. Everything is marked down a notch. Like we had a brilliant cruiserweight title triple threat match at Stomping Grounds on the pre-show. It was absolutely, it was an awesome, awesome match. All I've heard is, oh, everything AEW done is has has been better. Every any so one of the comments I saw about the pre-show on the um, Fighter Fest uh, show was that any match on there was better than any WWE pre-show match in the last six months. Are you kidding me? We had a fucking librarian shush off and a comedy match with some baby oil. And you said to me that was better than that amazing Cruiserweight title triple threat match? No, it was shit. Um, so, you know, everything in WWE seems to get marked down. And I get it. It's not everyone's favourite style of wrestling. Professional wrestling is subjective in terms of quality. I get that. But you can't tell me that everything on the WWE roster and everything on the card for each pay-per-view and each show is mediocre at best. Can you think of any times when you watch old Attitude Era stuff back where something would be going on and the fans would be going WCW, WCW? No, not at all. And, and I mean, and again, I mean, maybe people could argue that WWE have done this themselves. It would, there would be signs to saying that. WCW can kiss my ass. Stuff like, fears Vince yeah, stuff like, like that. But now we get WWE putting out an Instagram post with a picture of Lacey Evans on the 4th of July saying, Happy 4th of July, WWE Universe. First comment I see, AEW CM Punk? Question mark. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. With 259 likes. Yeah. I think, what the fuck is that? What it's is not even a real it's not, comment. It's not, it doesn't make any sense yeah. whatsoever, but it's like, here, here are two things that um, annoying wrestling fans say independently of each other to mm. piss people off. Let's put them together. <laughs> People must that. agree with me. And they do. And I just don't... Hey, AWC and Punk? I'm going to... like Every time you come round... AWC and Punk? AWC and Punk? Do you agree? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's just, it's just bullshit. And the thing, the thing is, all these people are chanting CM Punk and everything... He doesn't like fucking wrestling. <laughs> He's done. He's he done with wrestling. Could not give any less of a shit. 
I think because he, he he even went out. Did you see some of his tweets from a few weeks ago? And someone asked him, um, "Are you, you going to surprise us?" He was he, like, "No." <laughs> he was just like, um, "I I don't know how many times I have to say this. I'm not coming back." But also, he was like, "I don't understand why." For those of you who you just don't like what you're watching, just stop watching. <laughs> yeah. It was like I I stopped enjoying wrestling, so, so I stopped I, wrestling. I stopped wrestling, and yeah. this is the happiest I've been in years. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a... some bloke interviewed the Young Bucks today, uh, today or yesterday, and there were, someone said, who would you love to interview? And he was like, I would love to interview CM Punk, but that, it's on his terms if he wants to do it or not. Like, CM Punk come back and was like, well, I'd love a flying car from Oak for a Winfrey, <laughs> but it's never going to happen. <laughs> That's like, a pretty specific thing to ask. He's idolised by people. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I can understand why a certain age group of people might might idolise him. I think he was responsible for a renaissance. I, I back in the early two thousand and ten era, um, I don't know what you called the de- that decade, the two thousand and tens, the the tens, um, the, the noughties. No, that was two thousands. All right, yeah. Um, but whatever that you would call that decade, back in kind of twenty ten to twenty thirteen kind of time. I was as, as big a CM Punk fan as anybody you'd, you'd find. I, I loved CM Punk. Then he the left. Thing, and the thing that gets really, really pissed me off, they're like, oh, yeah, the pipe bomb, the pipe bomb. The pipe bomb was probably written by the WWE. And also, the pipe bomb happened eight years ago. Eight years ago. A lot's fucking happened in eight years. Yeah. There's stuff from eight but years ago. But do you think ago. they just went out to CM Punk and went... Here you go, here's a microphone, say what you fucking like. No, they fucking didn't. It was structured. They said to him, mention this, mention this, mention this. Yeah, there's no way he was getting away with everything. It was all planned. Um, but I mean, I just mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is, AEW CM Punk? <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Um, Aren't we all? So, so that's kind of how we've approached where we are now. And where we are now is it's a very interesting crossroads for WWE. Five and a half years, just on the same punk thing. Five and a half years since he left. <laughs> Can you think of, say, Stone Cold Steve Austin? Do you know right? when we were talking about people going on about CM Punk all the time? <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? He was on top of WWE for, what, three years? Yep. The Rock? He was on top of WWE for, what, three years? Stone Cold maybe four, five, but... But in terms of, like, on top, on top. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I, those are the two top wrestling stars ever. And he's been gone for longer than they were ever on top. Yeah, that's a good point. When you think of, when you think of how long he's been gone, right, so five and a half years. You could, you could add a Bret Hart to that list as well. You take WWE in 1997... And WWE midway to 2000, uh, midway from in between 2002 and 2003. Yeah, that's the golden. How era. long he's been away for? Yeah, and when you think of how much changed from '97 to 2002, mm-hmm. I don't understand why people would still be going on about. The only thing noteworthy that happened in '97 would be the screw job. 
Well, not the only thing, but yeah. No, I see your point. But the, the only thing that you would talk about five and a half years later. So I don't know why one person leaving still gets talked about so frequently, mm. despite that person multiple times telling you it's never going to happen, move on, and you go, yeah, but I know, I've got insights. It's going to happen, isn't it? But no, but definitely not going to happen. Yeah, you're right. Well, people... they've, got, they've got stars in the, uh, in the Chicago show. <laughs> he, he's definitely coming back. They're his stars. <laughs> They're yeah. a generic star. It's the, it's the thing of Chicago. It's the Chicago flag. Oh, fucking who cares? Who cares? Who cares about CM Punk wrestling again? He can get fucked. No, I mean, he doesn't give all. a shit about us. I don't give a shit about him. He doesn't have to give a shit about us. I don't want him to. I don't care if he gives a shit about us or not. He doesn't give a shit about wrestling as a whole. So wrestling should stop giving a shit about him. And point. the more the more that people like Stephanie can just shut him down whenever they chant CM Punk on TV, the better, because I fucking love it. <laughs> I do love it when she's like... He went ages ago. If you could keep that up for about 1 minute and 22 seconds, you'll last longer than CM Punk did in that fight last night. <laughs> Fucking burn. Yeah, that was probably the best one, to be honest. Um, they seem to have died down a little bit with this Shame and Man stuff, because like, there was a time... Now, where, now they chant AEW at Yeah, him. there was a time, obviously, with him claiming to be the best in the world that people would say, you know, chant CM Punk back at him. Yeah, Chris Jericho used to call himself the best in the world of what he did. He does. But um, so that's how we got to where we are. Where we are now, as I was saying, was a very is a very interesting crossroads for WWE creatively, um, because obviously Bischoff and Heyman are coming on board. Now we think Heyman's involved currently. We don't think Bischoff is going to be involved until after Extreme Rules. At least that's the rumor. Although I don't see why he couldn't be involved remotely or uh, in some capacity. I'd be very surprised if he wasn't involved in someone. Yeah, he'd, probably, he'd probably have to sign off on things right now. Um, but, so where we are is, a, and this is only a two-week streak, so that's worth pointing out, but a significantly improved weekly television show. Still with problems, but significantly improved. It's only the second week, isn't it? Yeah. Um now, the WWE have been on a decent run of pay-per-view events, so we'll see what happens with Extreme Rules and, how, and the quality that we get from there, but all signs are looking good from a quality, match quality point of view. Um, so we will see. But looking beyond Extreme Rules then, um, and we're, I mean, we can make assumptions about who will be champions and whatnot, but like, in terms of the, the current landscape of professional wrestling, AEW is lurking, so in a few months' time, there will be a weekly television show for AEW. I think that's it, that's confirmed, isn't it? We don't know when. Supposedly the 2nd of October but is the rumoured date. Sure. But sometime in October, November time, there will be a weekly AEW television show. And that's when I start. I think things will start to get really interesting. Because as much as AEW will distance themselves, and sometimes they don't, sometimes they do, but they're a little bit inconsistent with that approach. And as much as WWE will probably claim that, you know, they're not direct competition right now. In the fans' eyes, they are. Um, and it's an alternative, and that's what AEW always say. We're not competing, we just want to provide an alternative. Well, by the very nature of your, that statement, providing an alternative is providing competition, let's put it that way. Um, but I, I think that's when things will start to get really, really interesting, because think about how much wrestling we watch on a weekly basis, just, just to record this show. So say there's Raw and Smackdown, so that's five hours of TV. Say there's a pay-per-view, that's probably another four. 
So that's nine hours of, of our week. And then there's times where there's a takeover the day before. A takeover, so that's another two hours. Um, so that's 11 hours of our week. Uh, and then I any, watch NXT as well. Any NXT, so that's another hour. And usually if um, there's a takeover pay-per-view, that pay-per-view that it comes with um, is usually five hours. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Including so kickoffs say, and stuff. In a month, it is possible that we will watch... 15 hours of wrestling in a week sorry 15 hours of wrestling which is almost well i say almost the whole day it's a long, long it's long, almost an entire long, time that you would be awake that's a whole yeah a week period of a day more so probably um now imagine if on wednesdays we had to watch wednesday night dynamite or whatever it's supposed to be called not including uh, the fact that on Wednesdays we've also got NXT UK and NXT. NXT UK as well. 205 Live after SmackDown. Main event. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't think good things about Dana Brooke and Sarah Logan. But. Um, Said no one ever. That was a two hour show. Main event, I don't know. It is. So 17 hours perhaps in a week of wrestling. Nobody, nobody is doing that. I can do so, that. Well, <laughs> so you wouldn't do it consistently. Um, so. And you're, yeah, you've got a bit more free time now. <laughs> but but um, one of those things is going to have to drop off, isn't it? Like, if AEW's great, you're probably not going to stop watching SmackDown. Or if, if Raw's shit for a week, you'll probably stop watching Raw for a bit. And I think, as well, it's going to have a massive impact. I don't think WWE have done this properly. In England, if it's free to watch AEW and... You have to spend another twenty to thirty pound a month getting BT Sport. A lot of people are going to turn off. Yeah, that's a very good point, actually. Because it's not about ITVs in every single household that has a TV yeah. in the UK. BT Sport is owned by what two million people, if that. Well, and I know Sky's not owned by everyone, but it's significantly less than. Well, Sky's it shows they took. They've taken the FA Cup off of BT Sport because the viewership was rubbish yeah and that's a very good point and I think WWE I don't know if WWE are well versed in the, in the television landscape in the, in the UK they must they wouldn't make such a decision so lightly I don't know if it's maybe Sky weren't happy with figures yeah or if it was WWE wanting a change they've well, been on Sky for 30 years yeah I know it's a very long time um, but like I mean, say BT Sport didn't pick up WWE and Sky no longer wanted it. Where where would it go? I mean, Channel Four dabbled in it. Channel Four <laughs> dabbled in it in like two thousand, didn't they? I remember a few of the pay per views were on Channel Four, and I used to hate that because they put ad breaks in. Bravo, um, Bravo, <laughs> Dave. Um, but yeah, I mean, who who else would take it? I mean, if ITV have got AEW, and I think it's a masterstroke from ITV, if I'm honest, and AEW collectively then WWE will, will really struggle to get that viewership on BT Sport. I mean, it seems to work for football, BT Sport, mainly because they've got the Champions League and they, they do have a whole host of Premier League games every week. So that's, you know, it works for that. But people still have the alternative to go watch it on Sky. Like, there's some games on Sky every week as well. I mean, I've already got, I've already got Sky. I pay a lot of money a month for Sky. Mm-hmm. I've got to pay f- for B... I don't have to, but if I wanted to watch it on TV, I have to pay for BT Sport, mm-hmm. which is not cheap. Not cheap, it's very um, expensive. And 
Yeah, I get that maybe ratings aren't so important these days, especially with the the network and all of the ways to um, all of the ways to consume. Yeah, WWE programming. Um, not that you can watch Raw and SmackDown on the network. Not not for another month. Yeah, um, it's a month, isn't it? Yeah, but um, yeah, so maybe, maybe that's that's played a factor in it that the ratings aren't so actually important to them these days. But you know that. Um, the first couple of weeks of AEW TV, they'll do like I don't know a million, two million, or whatever, and people and WWE on BT will do like eight hundred thousand, something stupid like that. I don't even know what they get in the UK. Probably yeah. considerably less. Considerably less. Um, probably. People but people staying up and watching that. But yeah, but people would be like, "Oh my God, AEW's taken over. WWE's going out of business. Yay!" Yeah. Which is not going to ever happen. And if it did, if it did, what the fuck would you do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would you be happy if WWE went out of business? If these thousands of people all lost their jobs, all these wrestlers then had to go somewhere, that most of them end up in AEW, and then you'd complain <laughs> about all these WWE wrestlers on AEW. Just... Mm. <laughs> <sighs> Do you know that ranting episode we did a few weeks back? Yeah, this it's is a negative that he takes over. Um, but, I mean, but we're having to go at our own type. That's the... Uh... Yeah, but I feel like I'm not. I feel less and less in common with these people every time I go. I feel like I've got more more in common with Baron Corbin. Yeah, I feel like I genuinely do. Um, What really annoys me is that we've all listened to Gorilla Position, and they still tweet, and they still they tweeted something today about Raw being I don't know about SmackDown, and they said it was excellent. The Kevin Owens thing was amazing. Uh, You can definitely see the change. And then some dickhead just put, uh, what change? It's yeah. still shit. Yeah, I Fuck saw off. that. Fuck off. I just, yeah, I just, I've... Nobody wins in this situation. The fans aren't happy. WWE can't put on a show that people will watch properly. Uh, you know, the wrestlers will, you know... As, when fans aren't happy with stuff, WWE will make changes. And we've seen that. That Kofi was never meant to be WWE champion. He's now WWE champion. Fans wanted it, as you say. So it happened. It happened with Daniel Bryan back in the day. That happened. It's happened all throughout WWE's history. But the fans reacting in this way to pretty much everything does nothing for the wrestlers. All it says to WWE is that, okay, you're now shitting on Seth Rollins as champion. Well, we should never have made Seth Rollins champion. Yeah. We'll never make him champion again. Well, this is the example I, I used last year. Um, when people were bitching and moaning about Roman being in the, pay- in the main event of a pay-per-view every single month. And he was in the main event against Samoa Joe at Backlash. And that went really, really badly because they didn't deserve to be in the main event. And then the following month, we got Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler in the main event. Um, for the Intercontinental Champion, and it's like, I finally knew a people in the title scene as a different match, as an um, Iron Man match, and every minute they decided to count down with the clock and piss people off. And then when they took the clock away, they shat all over it and said, we want the clock, instead of focusing on what was a really good match. So that, from my opinion, would make people backstage go, oh, well, we didn't put Roman in the main event, and they shat all over it. Well, we're not going to put these two guys back in it anytime soon. Let's put Roman back in. <laughs> so it didn't take Seth Rollins until almost a year later to get back into the main event. Yeah. Just fans are their own worst enemies, man. Same with, oh, we want the revival. Revival should be tag team champions. And then they would, when they would put the revival on, they'd be dead silent. They'd say boring, all that kind of stuff. Just think, 
help help they just can't win help you at the minute. <laughs> I think it's the I think it is the AEW thing. People have got an alternative, and yeah, they're doing things right over there because they've got so much time to plan everything. Well, when yeah, it goes to the show, they are going to be they are going to be boring, shitty matches. That's true. I mean, they, so currently, I mean, how much time have they had to plan their very first episode? Like that's uh, that's got to be perfection, right? With the planning time that's gone into that. Um, and you could say the same about um, All In and Double or Nothing. Like they've had so much time between those events to plan and to perfect. WWE don't have that luxury. They're a move constantly moving beast. It's just because Royal SmackDown are only once a week doesn't mean they ain't on the road with production crew and and everything at that or like all week basically. So, you know, it's, it's a completely different kettle of fish. And I think... I mean, Drake Mavericks, 24-7. I don't know about AEW's touring schedule. Supposedly considerably light, lighter. Be that a good or a bad thing, I don't know, but... Um, because they don't... Um, everybody says you, you don't make money from house shows. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I think I've heard Tony Khan talk about it, saying that there's no logical reason for them to be doing it, especially just increasing the risk of injury to their performers. So yeah, expenses as well. They're only going to do the odd one here and there, basically. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's smart, but at the same time, it restricts people from seeing AEW. Like, are they going to come over to England? I don't know. But um, They're doing a pay-per-view here. Oh, they are, aren't they? Yes, that's true. Um, which is you know, probably one up on WWE already, but... <laughs> Um, WWE have got an entire promotion over here. Yeah, but they've got a pay per view. They've yet to have their first pay per view. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's not true. They've had Takeover Blackpool, and they've got Takeover Cardiff coming up. As NXT UK though. Yeah. Did they? Yeah, they had Takeover oh, Blackpool. Oh yeah, they did have Takeover Blackpool. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, that's what I mean. I thought the Cardiff one was the first one, but it's not. Um, so I mean, we've rambled on. I think. What we're what we're expecting to see now. What I wanted to ask you both is the rumors that have been circling that WWE under Bischoff and Heyman will take a much more adult orientated approach to programming. My question to you, firstly, is is that something you would want? Probably the answer is yes. And secondly, do you believe that that's actually what's going to happen? Yes and yes. Yes and yes, you do. Why do you believe that's going to happen? Is the, do you think there's, a, there's an appetite for it from the commercial side to be more adult orientated? Yeah, I think they've they've seen a couple of things. Like you can see a couple of things that have been going on in like the last couple of weeks. Like they're progressively swearing a lot more, and like Kofi did a hand gesture, and I think they're little little testers to see how they get fan reaction, how they get social media reaction, how the sponsors will react to that. Because, I mean, there are going to be people, there are going to be people that are out there that have got young kids and will be like, oh, I don't really like that. But then there's going to be 18 to 35 year olds that are like, fuck yeah. (laughs) And we're the ones with the money, right? (laughs) Exactly. Fuck the little kids. Not like that. (laughs) <laughs> fuck's sake pedos with podcasts podcasting with pedos um, I'm 
I kind of agree to to a to an extent, um, but I I don't. Although I'd like to see a bit a little bit more edginess surrounding the product, um, in terms of kind of um, adult oriented content and language and all that kind of stuff. NXT doesn't do all of that stuff, and NXT is amazing. Mm. Um, NXT obviously has a different feel you know and a different audience, a and more, all that kind of stuff. More realism, I think, is needed yeah. rather than make, ad, uh, adult content. Make it feel more like like I know it has to be um, soap opera and all that kind of stuff, but make it feel a bit more like a sport. That's personally what I kind of like, and that's something that I think I'm going to like about AEW going forward. Um, mm. Just yeah, ha- having it feel more more real, less polished um, and planned, because that that's something that pisses all of us off when yeah. it's too rehearsed, and too overproduced as well. Like like if 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 they were to have done that segment um, with Lashley and Strowman last week, um, prior to to um, Heyman's inclusion, I can one hundred percent imagine that we'd be getting a million camera angles, stupid camera angles, like a camera behind the stage yeah. that's just filming the wall, yeah. stuff like that. Um, and uh, I'm I'm alright with the whole crowd with with the profanity and all that kind of stuff. But in a similar way to what I was talking about with the the chair shot to the head last week, um, in order for it to mean more for me, it should be used sparingly. Mm. Um, so I, I don't want to see I don't know Kofi giving someone a middle finger every single week or something like that because then it waters it down and then you expect it yeah. whereas Kofi doing that was like oh shit Kofi's Kofi's getting serious um, like if, if, if Corey Graves uh, this week um, when I don't know Seth Rollins delivers the curb stop and Corey Graves was like holy shit <laughs> I'd be like alright come on now um so, <laughs> it's kind of funny because that's almost the exact kind of thing WWE would do in any other They instance. liked it. Let's, yeah. let's just keep going. <laughs> yeah. Beat it to death. Yeah. Um, Flog that sweary horse. So, so yeah. Imagine Michael Cole saying it. I'd be like, what? Holy shit. <laughs> Vince, can I say it this week, please? <laughs> Vince, please? It's the fucking big dog. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking big it's dog. shitting boss time. <laughs> Holy shit, guys! Holy shit, guys! Holy, it's Roman fucking Reigns. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I think Extreme Rules should be it should also incorporate extreme language on commentary. Just for the one show, every match they should have to swear all the time. I think that'd be extreme great. Doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> I think. When you think about it, there's Extreme Rules. So we've got what a last man standing match. Strowman and Lashley. Yeah. No Hosbard tag team match. No Hosbard tag team match. Which, by the way, if Undertaker showed up on Raw and interfered, he would be removed from the match. Yeah, no, he could just take part in anyway. In a no disqualification <laughs> match where if he turned up, there'd be no repercussions. <laughs> um, anyway, so there's those two matches. That's it, isn't it? What, what else have we got that's extreme? We've got a triple threat match, which technically is no disqualification, right? Which one? The tag, tag team, team triple threat. I mean, we've got Alistair Black and and Cesaro singles match. Yeah, Ricochet we've, AJ. We've got that, is, AJ. that should be some sort of ladder match or something. We've got um, Seth Rollins and all that lot. Just mixed tag match. Yeah, 
and it should be. It might be the odd old. This match is now no disqualification because men have to men have to fight the men, women have to fight the, the women. Um, the the shock and all when Andrade runs into Becky when Becky's in the way. Becky goes around punching Baron Corbin. Nothing gets said. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. It's, Baron Corbin is fucking massive. Um, but yeah, it's not. It doesn't sound very extreme, does it? No, there's not a lot of extremity. Kofi Kingston Samoa Joe that's singles not, match. That's not got any kind of stip. No. It just seems a waste. Yeah, it does a bit. Just call it battleground and move on. Almost normal rules. Exactly. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I guess it's brought us on nicely. To and it, it's also. in Philadelphia. It's the first pay per view of the Paul Heyman era. Then we're not going to see a table. Well, we probably will see a table, but I mean, like. Well, I, I think Strowman Lashley will be that marquee. But card, come, come on! Match. You could have more than two matches. Yeah. But it brings us on nicely to the Extreme Rules class. That's kind of what we wanted to finish with tonight, was to go through the uh, the predictions. We haven't done that for ages. I don't think we've done predictions since WrestleMania. I think we have. On the show? Yeah, we, we uh, maybe not on the show, but we, we've done money one, in or, bank. We've done one or two. We've done money in the bank ones. Yeah, I have to redeem myself oh, yeah, from that because I was awful. Yeah, also because I remember you talking about Dana how close you were picking to Dana Brooke. But then I picked Bailey. <laughs> right, okay, so right, Extreme Rules then is this Sunday. And I believe the card must be finalised. It's kind of gone under the radar a little bit, some of these matches. So if I, go, I run through them quickly. Well, there's that thing they do where they just announce some in the middle of the week on Twitter. Yeah. but um, So the Revival versus the Usos for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Good match, looking forward to it. Strowman Lashley in the last man standing match. Ricochet versus AJ Styles. Shout out to AJ Styles, by the way. I'm loving this new heel turn. Did I send you the AJ Styles S, S meme thing? Nope. Did I not? Oh, damn. Um, I'll, I'll show it to you now and I'll have to explain it. Um, there's a picture of AJ Styles, right? Of AJ as smiling face. And there's just next to him is just the letter S in normal font. Then there's a picture of AJ as part of the club. And it's got that S that everyone used to draw in school with the the lines and the thing, yeah. and it it just it was the cool S. Um, and yeah, he's just That's a lot. That's what he looks like. He's a lot cooler. He's a lot cooler. Good point. Uh, Alistair Black versus Cesaro, as we saw on SmackDown. Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus The New Day and versus Heavy Machinery for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Drew Gulak versus Tony Nese for the Cruiserweight Championship. Bailey versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross in a handicap match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Kofi Kingston defends the title against Samoa Joe. Undertaker Roman Reigns. Blast. Undertaker Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. And then Seth and Becky versus Baron and Lacey. Um, so, you know, there's there's 10 matches there. I'm assuming Gulak versus Nice will be on the pre show. Maybe one other. Um. But, you know, and again, I say this every preview that happens now. Notable for a series of probably fairly big absentees. So, uh, Kevin Owens, so specifically Kevin Owens, this week, MVP of all WWE programming. MVP's not going to be there either. (laughs) I listened to his podcast with uh, Lillian Garcia. I always listen to that podcast. (laughs) I couldn't believe... That he had no part in the whole weekend and went home for WrestleMania. Yeah, he he did the access thing on the day that we couldn't see him. Um, did access, 
then went home for WrestleMania, then came back for Access on Monday. Ridiculous. Hmm. Why wouldn't he have been backstage? Don't get it. Because he didn't want to. Oh, fair enough. Because it hurt him that much not to be on the show. And also, his family weren't there. Hmm. Oh, fair enough. Well, watch with his family. Watch with his kids. Um, fair enough. Um, but yeah, Kevin, shout out to Kevin Owens. The beginning of SmackDown with the drop, the Dolph Ziggler parking lot altercation was fine. I thought that was quite good. Then the actual start to SmackDown was excellent. Um, he made a shouty promo bearable. <laughs> because it was like a kind of... It was a snapping moment. Des- desperation. Yeah. Um, the voice... He was, he was doing... He was basically saying the same things as what The Miz had been saying recently. Yeah. Um, but hearing it from a different voice made it yeah. more impactful. It made it did actually I, for the very first time. I think this clicked in my head. Are we getting a build to Survivor Series of a SmackDown only elimination match, whereby it's Shane's team on one side, and someone else's team on the other, and if Shane's team loses, Shane is gone from WWE. I don't know. I'm thought about it. It's quite. Well, a, it's so. quite a way out. Shane, Drew, Elias, Dolph. Although Drew and Dolph. Well, you got the revival. And the revival, whatever. Get rid of Dolphins and the revival. Then. But there's wild card. Wild card would be in full effect. Um, Drew yeah, McIntyre's um, on Raw. Oh, yeah, but he's pretty much on SmackDown now. Um, and then I'm talking Miz, KO, probably. Roman. Roman. And the Sammy. Nah, I can't really see Sammy. On a babyface side. But yeah, anyway, it's a side, it's a side story. But if it happens, I want to take credit for it, all right? Right. It won't happen. Okay, never mind. Um, so this yeah, be like one of those things that when I say go back in the archives <laughs> and I've said this and you you you're like no you never did so I'm just gonna do I'm that. Gonna put it in my notes on my phone. <laughs> Loser. And I'm gonna set an alarm for six months time. <laughs> the day after summer. Survivor Series. Yeah. No. Kevin Owens. Great. Great work this week. Brilliant to see him getting TV time for a start because you know that's been like gold dust for a lot of people recently. One of the biggest things I love most about this is that he named checked. Yeah. Certain people. Guys like Buddy Murphy, Liv Morgan, AOP, uh, Apollo Cruz, Ali. Ali. I even got a mention, so that's great. Um, yeah, I just thought. To it be was fair. Brilliant. To be fair, I could fuck off with Apollo Cruz. No one wants to see it. <laughs> Follow Cruz and a match last week on SmackDown. That's true, he did. Um, Buddy Murphy still fucking not had one. Don't know where he is, mate. Don't know where he is. Buddy, Buddy Murphy. But um, yeah, it was just great. It was a really great to see. It was different. And I think, is that a Bischoff effect? I don't know. But if it is, I'm interested. I'm also interested to see where Kevin Owens goes for this next week. Or at Extreme Rules. But chances are, now this is WWE shooting themselves in the foot. Chances are, there will be no mention of Kevin Owens at Extreme Rules and he won't show up. Yeah, probably won't. I don't think he'll show up. I will, uh, maybe a mention. Who knows? Um, the, the SmackDown was very well bookended this week. Very good start and very good ending. Mm. Crowd all on board. Um, SmackDown was strong in... Not only was it a good show, but it built the match as well. Like, going into it, didn't really care that much about the Triple Threat Tag Team match. Yeah. I think this, this is going to be a really... I think that could think probably that, be match of the night. I think that would be a really good match, yeah. Um, providing they get the time. AJ Ricochet. That might be a great match. AJ Ricochet. Um, Ricochet. One thing that I'm, I'm happy about from that is you, 
I'm assuming that surely Ricochet is going to be involved in some kind of major program at SummerSlam, right? Who would have thought so? Because I mean, if he if he wins the title, he's the US champion who's just defeated heel AJ Styles. Surely he's going. There's there's another big contender on the way. Mm. If he loses the title, he's either for me going to go and try and win it back from AJ, and I'll have an even better match at SummerSlam, or He'll be kind of similar to when Finn Finn Balor became Universal contender for the first Twitter three years ago. He just is a surprise winner in like a fatal four way mm. for a new number one contender against say Seth Rollins. Mm. Think of that. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Well, I mean, Samoa Joe lost the you know the championship to Ricochet and immediately went into a title picture. So exactly, yeah, that's how that's happens. how it works. Dolph Ziggler disappeared for six months and then just attacked. Kofi, and by the end of the night, got a title shot. Yeah. That's all he's got to do is just beat up Seth Rollins. Who, by the way? Let's do predictions. Yeah, we should do that. Go on, Ed. What are you going to say? I was just going to say that um, based off the, the, the short five, ten minute interaction we got from them on Monday Night Raw, um, I would pay good money to see a Seth Rollins Andrade feud. Yeah. Well, I, would, I think that would be. Uh, Andrade's not on the show. Great wrestling. Yeah, no Selena or in Andrade, no Charlotte. Iconics. No, no Charlotte's Iconics. been around and disappeared for basically since Money she in the Bank. dating Andrade. <laughs> since Money in the Bank when she no, won and lost. No Ali. No Brock. Maybe, maybe Brock. But anyway, predictions. So, no Sheamus. No Sh- Well, yeah. The Revival versus the Usos for Raw Tag Team Championships. Um, oh, I'm going to Revival for these for this match. The Revival. Titles right now. And you write these down. Yeah, you write them down. So I'll have to go back and ask you. So all. you can't claim that I've not got his right. Well, keep going while I wait for this. Well, will take minutes to, got to remember. Are you still recording? Yes. Yeah. I felt like you pressed the space bar. Why would I do that? I have no idea. Um, I'm going to revival. Matt, you've gone to revival. Um. Yeah, I'm going to go for the revival. Clean sweep. Clean sweep. Alright, we'll go well, let's go mix up let's go Drew Gulak versus Tony Nice. Oh, I could I can only see one winner of this one. I'm only I'm going with Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Um you're going Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak. You're going Drew Gulak, Matt. I'm going to go yep. for Drew Gulak. Fair enough. We're all in sync. Right, Alistair Black versus Cesaro. Again, I think there's only one winner. I think it was really, there's only one winner. We I think this will be a really hard hitting match. I think it'll be a really good match. But Alistair Black will come out on top for me. Yeah, Alistair Black for me. And it's Alistair Black for me as well. Black's all round. Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley in a last man standing match. This is a tough one. Bobby Lashley. You've gone Lashley. What, what's your reasoning, Matt? What's your reasoning for Lashley? I have no idea. I've literally just, that's just come to me. <laughs> um, I, I'm going Braun. I think this is, where, this, is, this is symptomatic of WWE, and I think this happens a lot. They need to capitalise on Bobby Lashley's momentum now, but it's Braun. And... Uh, I mean, if Lashley wins this, then surely he has to go on to be the next yeah. contender for the title, right? Yeah, you would have thought so. Ah. It's a tough one. Um, who, who else? Who else have we got if Braun wins? 
because yeah, Braun you could himself. stick Braun in it, but Drew. assuming Seth's the champion, do you want to see Braun? You don't. Nobody wants to see Braun and Baron. Drew McIntyre. Maybe. Samojo will just go back to his normal show. <laughs> it is true. He is yeah. on Raw. Um, I'm going Bobby Lashley as well. Lashley, I've changed my mind. Lashley. Lashley. Whatever happened to Leo Rush? Leo Rush. Put him on the missing list. Maybe Leo Rush will cost Lashley the match. No. Um, no. Okay. I'm going to go with Braun Strowman. Cause so on this one, although I think they should go for Lashley. They don't tend to do what they should There's do. One, or, one or two things. If they, go to, if they go for Lashley, I think it's because Strowman might need some time out. Yeah. How about draw? But I think in a lot, yeah, it's a last man standing. It's an easy way out, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but I think what they might do is kind of do what they did with him a couple of years back, and with, in Strowman, and build him up as a as a monster again. Yeah. Um, so I'd be surprised. Maybe this uh, this won't start the show actually. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going with Strowman. Strowman for you. Uh, Ricochet versus AJ Styles for the United States Championship. Matt, you go. Uh, AJ Styles. You're going new champion. I'm also going AJ Styles, new champ for me. I think it's, I think it's the right time to, to make that switch. And I think this will carry on. Yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's a fresh heel now, especially in his heel Losing role. Losing would not be a good move for AJ Styles right now yeah um, unless he loses by some sort of roll up and then attacks Ricochet after the match or something like that but yeah that's kind of how I'm, I'm, how I'm thinking maybe actually I could see I could see Ricochet getting on top and then the club coming out and beating the shit out of him and he wins by DQ potentially that's a good shout I'm, going, I'm sticking with AJ I think AJ will win the title I'm going to go for Irish wrestling legend Rick O'Shea. Yeah. Because um, I think he's been on a really good run. Um, if he loses it, I feel like he'll just get sh- sh- shuffled down the um, the card uh, a bit. I, I don't know. I feel, like, I feel like the AJ Ricochet feud has got some legs. Yeah. Um which is why I'm thinking it, it carries on to SummerSlam either via a roll-up and then a beat-down or disqualification from interference. Mm. Um, maybe it could lead to Ricochet recruiting kind of backup. Um, I don't know who. Yeah, God knows who. Who's a, who's a tag team? Heavy Machinery. Who I'll come on to next. NXT relationship, yeah, maybe. Viking Raiders. Nah. Team with number four. Did he? Did he not? When when did he? In the war games. Oh, yeah. Been out of their hills now, right? Um, Anyway, Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus the New Day versus Heavy Machinery for SmackDown Tag Team titles. Heavy Machinery. Ooh, interesting. Ducky. I think it's the perfect time to put the belts on them. I I'm tempted to agree but I think Daniel Bryan and Rowan might retain tell you what 
Lashley loses his match, he's not the contender for Seth Rollins. Brian loses his match, goes back into a singles role and becomes a contender to Seth Rollins' title. Maybe, but then what did you do with Rowan? That's what I want. Who gives a shit? Literally nobody gives a shit about Rowan. Bray Wyatt didn't give a shit about Rowan. Harper didn't give a shit about Rowan. Big E, with his commentary this week, didn't give a shit about Rowan. Yeah, that's true. I... I think heavy machinery as well. Yeah, it'd be a good... um, Fresh change because you could easily go New Day. It'd be the sixth. Well, one. often in the past that's been WWE's go-to, wasn't it? Oh, let's get a bit stale. Put the belts on New Day. <laughs> and I mean, it can only be New Day if you keep the title on Kofi. So yeah, you can have him on everything. And then wouldn't make sense to have him be the one without the championship. No, that's true. Um, and then would they still do the free bird rule? Would he still be the champion? Don't know. Um, um, so I'm going to go with heavy machinery for a, a change of machinery, we... and um, hopefully a, a move up the card for no, Daniel Bryan. Or even I actually tweeted this out the other week. Even an intercontinental championship feud with Finn Balor, who now seems to be in a feud with Nakamura, who completely murked him. This week. <laughs> he fucking killed him, didn't he? <laughs> Not a great look for Finn. No. But, um, mm. Although right. he's a great looking guy. Cracking on. You, Bailey. Haven't, you haven't given a prediction. Oh, you said Daniel yeah, Bryan. Yeah, I said Daniel Bryan and Brown. Bailey versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Um, Roman. Roman. I'm going with Bailey. You're going with Bailey? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Ali's going I'm with going with Bailey. Bailey. Well, that's interesting because I am going with Alexa Bliss. Yeah, and I mean, am I, I, am I really going with Bailey? <laughs> I don't know. I'll go. Yeah, I'll go with Bailey. I'll go with my gut. But uh, I, I can see the whole co-champion thing going down. I what I'm envisaging is um, I mean I don't know what um, Alexa's health status is at the moment. She hasn't wrestled for a few weeks. I don't get. Yeah, she's she was not at Raw. She, she wasn't, wasn't at, at SmackDown. Raw, SmackDown. Nikki'd been wrestling her matches for her previously. Yeah. She had that match against Carmella, which lasted for six seconds. Yeah. Um, so who, who knows with her track record? Maybe she she's carrying a bit of an injury. So what I'm envisaging, even if she's not carrying an injury, is Cross basically does all the work, all the heavy lifting. She hits nails her with the net, the swinging net breaker thing. Yeah. Just tags herself in and takes the pin and celebrates as if she did all the work. Yeah. Which kind of like Nikki's happy, but it's kind of like oh, but like you know, it was yeah. it was me, it was me. Making I, me I, reconsider my Bailey prediction now. Um, and then that, that's where we... Because I think Nikki Cross would be a massive baby face for them going into the summer. Yeah. You know, we were already there. Um, so I see an Alexa Bliss-Nikki Cross match where maybe Nikki Cross would win the title. Potentially. Um, and... That'd be total, like, number six for Alexa. I think Nikki Cross has done really well with this feud she's been the MVP of this feud of probably the entire women's division I think for the last month um, and yeah as I said the other week can't think of anything better for her to be doing right now so I think they will win Bliss will take all the credit for it and try and be like well I got the win so really I'm the champ yeah. and that will piss bit Nikki Cross off that's a good shout but uh, I'm going to have to stick with Bailey because I've said it yeah, yeah. now I think Alexa no take, no take backsies <laughs> All right, Kofi Kingston defending the WWE title against Samoa Joe. Well, Samoa Joe loses matches in the same way every single time. Yeah. He gets rolled up for no apparent reason. 
and suddenly loses definitely to Ricochet. Suddenly loses all ability to lift his arms off the mat. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he kicks Kofi's ass, and Kofi sneaks the win. I'm going Kofi. I, I mean, I, I don't. See I'm going Kofi. I don't see that. By DQ. By DQ. I'm not. That's not my actual prediction. You're just going Kofi. Yeah, my prediction, but a subtext is, I think Samoa Joe will get so annoyed that he can't win properly. He'll just end up beating shit out of him. Maybe. Well, I'm going. I'm going Kofi, but I have literally no idea how or why. But I'm going Kofi. I don't think that. I just don't think they'll take a title off him right now. I don't think they'll take it. I think to be honest, it, the the um, perfect person to do it would be Samoa Joe. Yeah. And. Um, in a house show this week, um, he, uh, Kofi Kingston was was scheduled to um, have a match, but they announced to the crowd um, just before the show started that he, um, due to injury, would be unable to compete. Yeah, he picked up an injury, a um, back injury. But he he was out there with the New Day during their match with the, the B team, um, and he wasn't involved in any physicality this week. So people saying that maybe he's injured, but I don't think he is. Um, Enough to to not be in the match. Yeah. Um, actually, they just did a thirty second squash. Ducks <laughs> the trouble in paradise, puts him in the Kakina clutch. Yeah. That's it. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm going with with Kofi, not not clean, but not as in like via cheating. Yeah. Just kind of a surprise not roll decisive. up, which is clean to be yeah. fair. Not decisive though. Yeah. Not not just hit him with a trouble paradise. One two three. Okay. Are we all gone, Kofi? We've all gone crazy. Undertaker and Roman Reigns versus Shane and Drew. Um, well, I, they ain't bringing the Undertaker to job out to Shane and Man and Drew McIntyre, so I'm going with the Undertaker and Roman Reigns. Yeah, mate. There's no way in hell that, that Undertaker and Roman Reigns are losing that match. Um, surely they'll be on last, right? Well, maybe. Um, I guess so. Depends what they're planning on doing with the uh, <laughs> the titles in the last in the Seth and Becky match, but um, we'll go in that team, right? Undertaker Roman. I can see. I can see this being a a slow paced match, but it's no hold barred. Maybe Elias will be involved at some point. Maybe Kevin Owens will be involved at some point. Um, we'll see. I'd like to imagine maybe. Um Either from Roman or from Undertaker, Shane will run through the crowd. Yeah. And um, as he's running through the crowd, he bumps into get like as he's kind of walking back, he bumps into Kevin Owens or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, who knows? Who knows? Um, Seth and Becky versus Baron and Lacey. Obviously, the stipulation that winners take all in this mixed tag team match. Um, that's an Extreme Rules match, by the way. So that's another one. Sorry, what? <laughs> it's an extreme Why rules match, but only uh, the men can only wrestle the men, and the women can only yeah, wrestle exactly. the women. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. What's going to happen if Baron Corbin gives the end of days to Becky Lynch? Yeah. Is he going to get disqualified? Because a, you can't get disqualified. It's an extreme rules match, right? Would um, you imagine him hitting the end of days on Becky? Well, I could do. It would be great. Imagine Baron Corbin's end of gays gimmick up against Sonya Deville. <laughs> uh, I don't think he has that gimmick. We've, we've prisoned him with it. <laughs> You've just been mishearing it all these years. <laughs> um, I'm going with Seth and Becky. I, uh, I don't think it's the right move from WWE to put the belt on Baron, specifically, and also on Lacey. Not a great... I mean, Lacey, I could understand a bit more. Put Baron, your, your two biggest titles on Raw 
on these two going into SummerSlam, your yeah. second biggest pay per view. It's almost year. like suicide based on fan reactions, isn't it? Yeah, so it wouldn't make sense for me. No. I'll go with Seven Becky. Matt, how about you? Seven Becky, but I'd love to see Lacey and that win. Just to piss the fans off. Piss boiling. I also think that um, Lacey Evans may get a receipt. All for that punch. <laughs> that, Jesus. But isn't it the second time she's done it? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's probably a difficult move to to execute perfectly every time, to be fair. Especially like, when Becky's, like, turning into it. Yeah. But, yeah, that one looked particularly... She's even had a bit of a swollen... Yeah, swollen she did. Lip. Uh, that one looked particularly bad, but you know she was she, she wasn't concussed this time or busted open, so that was good. Becky keeps getting punched in the face. Maybe she should stop running her mouth on Twitter so much about everyone. <laughs> yeah, don't talk so people much. People will shit. stop accidentally like, punching her in the face. Get back. Ask Jamie Vardy. <laughs> um, right, that's that. That sums up our extreme rules predictions. Then, so I think we've all gone fairly similar in ways, but then there's a few key differences. So um, it's interesting. I'm, I'm the main differences are the Bailey, Alexa, um, Heavy Machinery, Daniel Bryan, Ricochet, AJ, and Strowman, Lashley. All the other matches are the same. Yeah. So very. I mean, about just under a half of the card, forty percent of the card. That maybe. Yeah. No, interesting. Right. Well, yeah. Thanks for listening this week. Hopefully, um, we'll get those predictions online like we used to, and see if maybe people want to get involved. If not, Aiden, if you don't want to do that, then that's all. That's perfectly fine. I and don't see forget, how I'm feeling. Don't forget to um, take part in the predictions thing for that um, Josh and Stu, whatever they're called. I'll have to see how I'm feeling. Did you do it? Last I'm time? actually going to be doing things on Saturday night this week. Um, you don't do things. Oh yeah, we're together. Huh? Well, Saturday night you'll be with. Well, I don't know yeah. what's going on in the evening, but I'm having Dash around this weekend. So, um, I, I, unless she wants to get involved in the predictions, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. Don't be surprised if I don't bother. <laughs> well, if you don't, if you can't be bothered, let me know and I'll try to do. No. I'll submit. I'll submit the. Although I have literally no idea how those rules work because it's so bizarre. He explains it. Fine. We'll do that. Well, word document. Speaking of Josh and Stu, they are on Twitter and on Twitter you can also find us at the underscore PWB. Nice segue. Um, so yeah, go follow us on that. Go interact. If the predictions are up there, then um, have some fun with those. Um, that's yeah, your predictions. Let us know yours as well in the comments. And if there's any poll that we decide to run, then we'll do that too. But um, yeah, get involved. So thanks for listening, Matt, Aiden. Thanks for joining me this week, as you always do. My pleasure. Thanks for coming to my apartment, where all the equipment is. Which is hotter than hell. Yep. Um, And yeah, we will see you next week.